Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about It's Getting Hot In Here. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes. Got a really good show for you today. I want to start off as always with a quote for today, and it says, Our mind is a tool, so use it, don't let it use you. We find here in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse number 9, this is where we want to go today. I want to give you this scripture as our launching pad when we talk about it's getting hot in here. And specifically, we want to talk about this one word called anger. Notice what it says here in Ecclesiastes 7 and 9. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. This, my friend, is a true passage, a true saying indeed. I really do believe that in the time and day in which we live, that there are so many angry people with so many different reasons. And we're going to try to get to at least a few of these today so that I can help you really to control This thing called anger because it plagues most people, if not all people in the world. At some point in time, we are tempted to be angry and we take the bait. But I want you to understand the importance, as the scripture says, be not quick in your spirit to become angry. Don't be fast to do it. Slow it down for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. And that is so true. Let me give you some data, facts, numbers, and statistics to kind of help you as we help ourselves today really understand what we're really trying to go in this lesson today. It says that 15 times a day, people get angry. That's a lot of times. I don't know about you. And it also says that 10% have trouble controlling their anger. 25% worry about how anger or worried about how their anger sometimes makes them feel. 20% have ended a relationship because of anger. And then a whopping 60% agree that people in general are getting angrier by the day. I do most certainly believe in that last one because I'm telling you, man, every time I go outside, I'm dealing with people, whatever the case may be, man, tempers flare, Just in my watching people and even sometimes interacting with people, you can just kind of see them warming up. And I would say I myself have been a victim of my own anger or frustration because of things not panning out or wanting a certain outcome. And so I got to make sure that I'm controlling myself and, and really understanding that I'm not going to allow anybody to wreck my day. I'm not going to allow anybody any situation, get under my skin. 
None of us are perfect, so stop trying. But what we can do is not make allowances for certain things in our life to cause us to make shipwreck. Now, let me give you this. I think this is important as well. When we talk about it's getting hot in here, specifically with anger, because anger is a normal reaction to stress. You might want to write that down, especially for some of you that are dealing with this or have family and friends that are dealing with this. Anger is a normal reaction to stress. So right here, many times people are angry because they are simply stressed out. It is also a normal sign of our own suffering. Many times we are suffering in silence. And so we don't have no one to talk to. At least we think that we don't. And so because we don't, we implode within, which is so difficult in and of itself. This is why it's so key to surround yourself with people that do generally love you and they want to see the best for you. And when you find yourself really getting hot headed or when you find yourself trying to blow off some steam, whatever the case may be, especially when it becomes detrimental to your own life and others around you, this is when you need to pay attention more clearly. Because I'm going to give you some things that may shock you here in a moment about some things regarding anger so you can at least have a balance so you can strike a balance and have a balance in your life. Because a lot of things that we think are the issue just simply may not be. And so we got to drill down so we can find out what these things are. So we got to realize and understand that anger is a normal reaction to stress. When it happens, we got to deal with the stress. And we got to understand many times we are suffering within. Don't suffer within. Allow someone to speak into your life. Tell somebody about it. Get some counseling. Because I'm telling you, man, people that are in the jails today wish they could have controlled it. People that did something off and crazy, they can't take it back. Lives have been destroyed. Relationships are ruined. Uh, things with their kids may never be the same. With their spouses may never be the same. People can't go back to jobs because they just acted a fool there. We don't want to be out here in this public just wilding out like everybody else as Christians and believers. And again, we are not perfect, so don't try to be. But what we want to do is to be able to be in control at all times. All right, I'm going to give you five things that I want you to consider in regards to this thing about angry or being angry. It's getting hot in here. I'm getting hot under the collar. I need to release some steam. I got to get this thing right. Because I don't want to lose whatever it is that God is giving me. Here's number one. Anger is not in itself sinful. How many times have you heard that? That people say if you're angry, you're sinful. Well, that's not true. And this is why I think it's so important that we speak truth to power and empower you and help you to understand that anger in itself is just simply not sinful. I'm going to give you four reasons why in Psalms 711. God is angry with the wicked. So watch this. There's nothing wrong with being angry at wickedness, wicked people, people that wake up to do wrong to other people. There's nothing wrong with being angry about seeing people who literally get off on making people's day horrible or who uh, strive constantly 
to do things to frustrate people because God in and of himself was angry with wicked people. In 1 Kings chapter 11 and 9, God was angry with Solomon. Y'all know Solomon, right? The wisest man in all the earth. God was angry with him about the things that he was doing. So sometimes people in our lives, we are angry with them. It's like, why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? Why are you acting ugly? That's what they used to tell us back in the day. We got to really get this thing right within us and say there's nothing wrong with being angry at someone for what it is that they've done. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 18, God was angry with Israel. He was angry with his people. And finally, in Mark 3 and 5, Jesus was angry with the Pharisees. We know that he, the, the Pharisees was Jesus's uh, detractors all the time. It was always trying to pin him up. It was always trying to question him, his loyalty to God. They, they never wanted to believe he was the Messiah. Uh, they were always uh, having conversations and, and most of the conversations that they were having with Jesus, they were always judging him because they had no revelation. They didn't know God. They didn't know the purpose of God. And they most certainly did not know that Jesus was the chosen one. He was emphatically, in fact, the son of God. But here's one of the things I want you to know here, that even though anger is not in itself sinful, because there's nothing wrong with being angry about things that are going on in our world and wicked people and things that need to change, because the reality is, is that when we see something that we know is not godly, it should strike a response. There is something that you ought to feel about this. Change comes by being angry about things that are not right. And so if you're looking at something, uh, injustices, racism, and it doesn't move you, I would dare say that you are the problem. But may I say this, we must channel our anger. That's the problem. We get angry, which is no sin, but then we do something foolish. So we got to understand and realize that we have to focus and channel our anger to help someone get out of a situation. Number one, ourselves. So if I'm mad at something that somebody did, I need to use that energy of anger and fix the situation or help them to see that what you did was wrong. People don't like to be called on the carpet for what they're doing, but I'm telling you, I don't live my life that way. If it's something that you did, I'm going to let you know that you did it. And I'm going to let you know how I felt about what you did. And if we can fix it, we can. If we can't, I'm going to move on with peace in my heart, but I'm most certainly going to let you know. And that is the secret. Stop holding things inside of you. This is what is causing you and a lot of other people a lot of peril in their lives. They won't say anything. They operate being passively aggressive. But no, we got to be aggressively aggressive and attack the enemy and say, hey, I don't like what you did. I don't like how you did it. I don't like how you treat people. It's not good. It's not right. It's not righteous, especially if you are a Christian. We have to call people on the carpet with love, right? But we got to let people know. And I do believe when we do this, we'll be able to strike a balance with this thing called anger. Here's number two, something that I think you may want to pay close attention to. Be slow to become angry. Remember I said to you in the onset here when we talked about Ecclesiastes 7 to 9, be not quick in your spirit 
to become angry. So this is very true. We got to be slow to become angry and we got to understand we can do this. You can do that. I know you might not feel like you can. People got a lot of road rage in the morning as they're going to work because people, I don't know about you, man, people cannot drive here in this North Carolina where I live. And I'm not originally in front. I'm not originally from here, but I'm telling you, man, people just cannot drive. It's like, what is wrong with you? You driving in the uh, fast lane, going slow. You don't put your blinker on. It's just people think when they driving on the road, the road belongs to them. Not when thousands of people are trying to get to work. No, man, I better calm down. I'm getting angry now. <laughs> but we got to understand, man. We realize those of us that are really thinking, those of us that are really being considerate, we got to make sure that we become slow to be angry. Just again, there's nothing wrong with being angry. Just don't do nothing foolish. So be slow about it. Here's what the scripture says. Maybe this will help. In Proverbs chapter 14, starting here, verse number 16, it says, a wise man fears the Lord and shuns evil. Notice what wisdom does. People that are wise, they fear God and they shun evil. They're not around things that are evil. Because watch this. I do believe when evil gets in you, I believe that's one of the impetus that causes anger. Notice it says, but a fool is hot headed and reckless. Fools are hot-headed and reckless. A quick-tempered man does foolish things, and a crafty man is hatred. So notice, that's Proverbs chapter 14, 16 through 17. So we would get this in our heart and understand what the scripture is saying, that we want to be wise. We want to walk with God in wisdom, and we want to walk with people in wisdom. And this is why people that you are around Use your discernment to help you understand what you're dealing with and you won't allow them to push your buttons. That's wisdom for you right there. Most of the people that we are around, we don't take the time to use this gift called discernment so we can scan and find out what's going on. That's one of the things about the gifts of the spirit. It helps you to scan people's spirits, their motives. The, the motives, their motivations, things that they do. But I do believe that if we would do more of this, we won't become hot-headed and reckless. How many times in our lives have we become hot-headed and reckless? We were so angry because watch this. When anger is high, your ability to make decisions is very low. So you want to make sure wisdom is high. So that you can make better decisions and go about your day having an understanding of what's going on. Notice here what Proverbs chapter 14, 29 says. It says a patient man has great understanding, but a quick tempered man displays folly. Here, here, here's once again, the Bible talks about people that are quick tempered. I've been to school with people that are quick tempered. My God, I, my own life at times have been quick tempered and there were reasons behind that. You know what it is? Patience. When we lack patience, we become quick tempered. We got to be patient. We got to be patient with people. 
We got to be patient with ourselves. But that's one of the things. Have you ever been in a line before at the store and you want to get in and get out, but you can't? Man, I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you're going to go to zero to 60 and in and, and no time at all. Before you know it, you're just going to be angry at everybody. But we got to be patient. You know why? Because maybe, yeah, the store should have enough workers, but today they don't. People should be more efficient in their ability to check people out, but they're not. There are times when everything is not about you. I, I, there's times when, you know, you can make an appointment to get a haircut and you get there and you got to wait and you're sitting and, and you're paying for an appointment. So you think, hey, my appointment is at 1030. I ought to be able to hop in the chair at 1030. Not so. Here's one of the reasons why. It's one of the things I try to help my son with patience as, re, as it relates to things like this. Maybe the person came late. And so they came late. That wasn't the barber's fault. So they came late. And so now you got to wait because somebody else didn't handle their business or it may be something else. Now, I'm not here to fix nobody's business because I do have a solution for those kind of things. But what I'm trying to help you to understand is when we are patient, what it helps us to do is to learn how to possess our emotions. Many times we can't we don't have any possession over our emotions and we just emoting over everybody. We just mad at everybody. We just frustrated at everybody. We just angry at everybody. We about to blow up at everybody. But we got to calm down and understand everything is not about us. Notice what the scripture says in James chapter one, verses 19 and 20. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become anger or angry for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. This is key. I mean, he's begging and pleading with us. Everyone should be quick to listen. I will say that is one of the things that will help you to become uh, more like Christ if we would learn how to listen. We listen wrong. It's, watch this, especially if we go into an appointment and we're early and then we got to sit there and sit there. We have to listen to people and find out what's going on. But have you ever been so upset you can't listen? And so when you respond back to people, you're like, you didn't hear nothing I said because you are so angry about the situation. But learning how to listen. Oh, and by the way, listening is a skill and not many people have it because they are so quick to go off of their emotions. Have you ever gotten into an argument with somebody or a heated debate? You were so busy trying to drive your point across because you're angry because you're not listening to what somebody else is saying. But notice what the Bible says again. It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone, not just a few, not just three, not just four. The scripture says that everyone should be quick to listen. Take some time and learn how to listen. Listen and then be slow to speak. Everything that people are saying doesn't mean that you have to give a response to it. Now, this was worth you listening today because some of us feel like we got to respond to everything. And I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. Jesus didn't do it. People ask Jesus questions all the time. 
He wasn't going to give a response to everything that everybody was going to ask of him because some of the things that they were asking, they would not have been able to handle his response. So we got to know again how to deal with people. This is so key. Slow or should I say quick to listen, slow to speak, because if you do, you won't be as angry as you are right now when you're dealing with people. All right. Number three. Notice what it says here. Love covers a multitude of sins and overlooks many offenses. How many times have we heard this? That love covers a multitude of sins. You know why? Because it's something that you're going to do that you're going to need somebody to love you through. This is why we should be quick to love one another. You know, I'm going to offer grace and mercy because I know I'm going to need it. And it's, watch this, it's easier to give away something you know you're going to need at some point. We are so quick not to offer people love. We're so quick not to offer people mercy and grace. But when we mess up, we want the whole wide world to offer us mercy, grace, and understanding. My question to you is, are you giving away what you know you're going to need? If you do that, Things will, be, things will flow much better for you. Love. We got to love one another. Love ourselves because you can't give away something you don't possess. Here's some scriptures to help us. In Proverbs chapter 10, notice what verse 12 says. Hatred stirs up dissension, but love covers all. It covers all wrongs. Every wrong can be made right. If you look at people the way God does and just love them through it, I'm telling you, I've had to do that. It's so easy to look at what people do and say, man, don't you see what you're doing is crazy? Don't you see what you're doing is off? But when people are not in their right mind, but they don't have possession of their own souls, they're going to mess up. And when we look back at our own lives, we were in that same situation. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16. Notice what it says. A fool shows his um, annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. Man, that's strong. Notice, I'm going to say this again. A fool shows his annoyance at once. Quickly he shows it. But a prudent man, a wise man, overlooks an insult. Do you know how uh, internally strong you got to be to overlook an insult. Most people can't do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, in the flesh, this is difficult. In the spirit, you can do it. When you learn how to possess your soul, you can do it. People can watch this. People can insult you and you can get to a place in God. You just overlook it and you keep going. You're like, I'm not even going to spend any time talking to you about what you said about me. Because the reality is, when people are hurting, they try to project that on other people. Watch this. The more you can understand yourself, the better you can understand other people. I'm going to say that to you again. The more you can understand yourself, the better you can understand people. We don't understand ourselves. So now, we don't understand the people we are around. And so if they quickly insult you, you're going to quickly insult them back. Some of us are very quick tongued and it's going to mess up our lives. We got to get it together. Let's deal with this. Number four, 
Hot words stir up strife. Mm. Being a hothead, it's going to stir up some strife. So our words, we got to use our words properly. Notice what Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Listen, I know they did you wrong. I know you want to get some get back. But listen, we got to learn how to use some honey here if we're going to really get the results we want. Because if we use our words correctly, it's going to turn away wrath, right? But a harsh word, something quick, why you trying to get a dig in? You want to have somebody told. You want to tell somebody off. You want to give people a piece of your mind because you don't want nobody uh, running over you. Listen, I get it. I understand it. But the scripture is true. Use your words correctly. I'm using my words to, to build. I'm using my words to tear down, not them, but the spirit within them. So I'm going to use words that's going to help me build up that person and remove that evil spirit up out of them. I've been in conversation with people where they want to get hot headed. And I say, listen, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. I'm not mad with you. I'm trying to communicate with you. Let's use our words properly. You'd be surprised, man, when you start dealing with people. And I know I keep saying this, but when you start because you cannot be a Christian and not deal with folks. Some of us just want to go in the house close the door, never come out. We don't want to deal with people. We don't want to talk with people because the last conversation we got in, it went sideways. You just got to become more perfected in how you use your words. Use your words to bring about peace. Use your words to bring about a resolution. You can. We, we, we just think we can't because we're so emotional. I don't even talk to people if I know I'm mad with them. I can't talk to them that day. I'm going to wait and get myself together because if I talk to them right now, trust me, my words are going to start a fire. My words are going to start an inferno. My words are going to be quick. My words are going to be piercing. My words are going to be a smart mouth. I'm going to go for the jugular. You got to know you. Some conversations you can't get into until you bring it down a notch. And when you do, it'll help you a great deal. All right. Notice what this scripture talks about here in Proverbs 15 and 18. A hot tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man, he calms a quarrel. That's what we want to be. We want to be patient when people want to argue, when they want to fuss, when they want to fight and see, especially when you share in the gospel, and, and, and many times people are a little bit fearful of this. They, they say, you know, I want to go share the gospel, but I don't want to run into somebody and they want to argue. I quickly quell that. I'm not here to argue with you. Here's one of the things I want to tell you. The Bible is not to be debated. It's to be believed. So people who want to debate, you just have to say, listen, my brother, listen, my sister, I'm not here to debate with you. I'm just here to share it with, with you the word of God. Now, if you don't want to believe it or you disagree, that's fine. But I'm not about to get in an argument with you. It's not worth it. You know why? Because this is God's word. This is what he says. I can't make you believe it. I can't help you to, to, to understand uh, what it is or where we're trying to go. Only the Holy Spirit can help you with this. When you learn how to use your words, I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. All right. 
I think this is number four that we are on. One, two, three, four. No, this is number five that we are on. It says, do not associate with hot-tempered people. You cannot associate with hot-tempered people. You will become like them if you are hot-tempered. Don't be hot-tempered. Don't hang around people who are hotheads. Don't, you know why? Because you can learn their spirit. You can learn what they're doing. And before you know it, you're doing a lot of the crazy stuff they're doing. You cannot hang around people that are like that. Notice what the scripture says in Proverbs 22. And we're going to look at verses 24 and 25. It says, do not make friends with hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. There it is. Boom, bang. Just like what I said. We're learning. Watch this now, which means you can learn how to be angry. You can already in yourself be an angry person, but you can take that to a next level by hanging around people that's hot-headed. It's amazing the stuff we pick up from the people that we are around. And I would tell my son this when he was younger, especially when he was in elementary school, I would say to him, you know, son, you got to make sure that you hang around people that are happy. Hang around people that exhibit joy. Hang around people that like to have fun and have a good time when it's permissible to do so. Don't hang around hotheads. Don't hang around people that are revengeful. Don't hang around people that are hateful. Don't hang around people that are always getting into trouble, always stirring up a hornet's nest. Stay away from them. If you don't, you will learn their ways and you're going to get yourself trapped. So many people, if they could go back in their lives, they would be able to say to you now, I was hanging around my cousin. I was hanging around an older brother. I was hanging around friends in the street. And I was watching them and I picked up on it and I thought it was cool, but I found out I learned some things that were not right. We've learned things from our parents, how they treated their uh, 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 their wives or, or, or their, uh, their spouse or, or uh, a brother. And we picked up on that. And then when we got married or we got friends or whatever the case may be, we did what we saw them do. And so we didn't learn the right things. Can I tell you this? You're going to have to unlearn some things and then relearn what you should have learned on day one. But there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you got breath in your body, you can learn something different, learn something new, attack that old mindset that's causing you frustration. I know I said I had five of these, but I'm going to give you one more as bonus. Here's number six. Here's the bonus one. Control yourself. Can you say that? Control yourself. You have to control yourself. God's not going to do this for you. You got to control yourself. You got to get it together. If you know you hot tempered by nature, some people are, you got to control yourself. Notice what the scripture says in Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. You ever been in cities that are broken down, tattered and torn? It's like that same man who lacks control. You want to be a strong, fortified city. You want to have a strong, firm foundation. And in order to do that, 
You got to control yourself. Notice what Proverbs 29, 22 says, an angry man stirs up dissension and a hot tempered man. He commits many sins. Why do people commit all these sins, all these flub ups, all these mess ups, got all these hang ups, all these proclivities because they're angry. They don't understand that their hot temperedness is causing them a problem. Proverbs 30, look at verse 33. For as a churning the milk, for as churning the milk produces butter, and as a twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. Man, that's powerful. Stirring up anger produces strife and strife is the number one reason I believe why anger exists. People don't understand the power of strife. Maybe I'll teach a lesson on it, but strife and contention and being in a contentious situation causes there to be hot headedness all the time. But I want you to know you can control it and get it together. You have to control yourself. Again, nobody's going to do that for you. God is not going to do that for you because you're the captain of your own soul. Yes, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. But notice, if you're going out in the street or you're going to do business with people, you will lose a, a contract. You'll lose a job. You can't get an interview because you're hot-headed. Many times we have lost our own promotion because we could not get it together. It's getting hot in here. What you going to do? You're going to do like the song says and just take off all your clothes and just lose your mind. Strip yourself and let people see everything about you that you don't want them to see. No, what we're going to do as believers, we're going to put on Christ, as the Apostle Paul says. See, when I put on Christ, everything that is hot tempered and fiery, I can calm it down. We need to be more calm, more loving. The older you get the more seasoning you ought to have to your life. You shouldn't be in your 40s and 50s and behaving like you was when you was a teenager. But I'm telling you, I've met people, I've seen people, they're no different than what they were in their early 20s and in their early 30s. And these people that's 50, 60 years old, I'm like, you still hot-tempered? Something they didn't get, something they just ch chose not to receive. We as believers, here's the thing, what are you mad about? You got to ask yourself that question. Well, I don't have enough money. That's nobody's fault. Well, my marriage is bad. That's not your neighbor's fault. That's not the world's fault. I'm not making enough money on this job. That's not God's fault. God want to bless you. God wants to help you. But you got to ask for help. You got to lean on him. And you got to learn to do things differently and become more responsible and accountable for your own feelings. Nobody is saying that you won't ever get mad. That's a lie. You will. And you should when you see unrighteousness. You should when you see things that are wrong. A couple years back, I mean, this whole racism thing had just hit its head and people were just out in the street doing this, tearing up buildings. They were angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry about injustice. There's nothing wrong with being upset when we see police officers killing people for no reason, choking them out in the street. You should be angry about that. You should be incensed about that. No matter what color you are, you should always be angry when you see something that is not right. But it's what you're going to do with it. The problem is 
We don't know what to do with our anger when we upset. So instead of doing what's right, we do something wrong. And you got to count up the cost when you're upset. Are you willing to lose your marriage? Are you willing to lose the relationships with your children? Are you always trying to get some get back and be revengeful? You got to count up the cost. Weigh out your options. You can't smack the cash register or the cash person at the uh, 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 at the store just because you mad because they checking out your stuff and they being smart mouth. I get it. I've been through it. But you know what I do? I speak a word of love, a word of encouragement. How you doing today? Man, maybe offer some prayer. Maybe because everything, again, is not about you. Maybe they didn't want to come to that job today. Maybe somebody died in their family. There's always a backstory why people are frustrated. And remember what I said to you from the onset. Anger is a normal reaction to stress. The world is stressed out and crazy. And because of it, it's a normal sign of our own inward suffering. People are legitimately suffering today. We got to have the peace of God and prayer in our lives and for other people and a word of encouragement when we encounter people who are frustrated and upset. It's not about you. Maybe, watch this, they were already on red alert and then here they here you come and then they're fussing at you and angry at you, but you don't know maybe because of the last interaction they had with somebody else. All I'm saying to you today is, Yes, it's all right to be angry, but don't sin. Don't do nothing crazy. Don't do nothing that will cause you to be thrown in jail. Don't do nothing that will cause your God to be disappointed. What we got to do, put these six things into practice today. Listen to it. Go back over this and listen to the scripture and allow the word of God to empower you. But that's all that I have for you today. I pray that this blessed you. If so, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. You can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Look around, see what I have there. If you want to give, you can on that website. Listen, I'm praying for you as always. You are the master of your own soul. You gonna win when you got the word of God inside of you. I love y'all. God bless you. And I'll see you later. And remember to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.